0: Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome from the crew at Newsbusters. We had a big meeting today because on September 21st, we're having our 35th anniversary gala. 35 years young. Uh, So that's something we're looking forward to. But right here now on the horizon, of course, we're all preparing for the big multi-network extravaganza, the blockbuster investigative special on January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Uh, I wrote the column on Dan Pfeiffer, former Obama spinner who did this piece for Vanity Fair and claimed, like a Democrat does, the conservative media dwarfs the progressive media in size and scope. (laughs) If the independent nitpickers at PolitiFact will not notice. But to do this, you have to somehow define the progressive media into a tiny little corner of hippies or something. But you have to exclude pretty much everybody who's going to be running this January 6th, Pelosi hearing live, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, PBS. And we can pretty much count on the the audio coverage from NPR coast to coast. And uh, probably some streaming channels, probably, you know, the Washington Post YouTube channel. I mean, you know, it will be everywhere because this week they're, they're doing a lot of, to compare January 6th to the Watergate break-in. No one there was shot or died, but, you know, they're cr- trying to compare Nixon, who was impeached, with Trump. Nixon wasn't quite impeached. He resigned instead of being impeached. But then there's, there's Trump, who was twice impeached and somehow isn't shamed enough for them. If he had actually been re-elected, they might impeach him five or six times. Anyway, something is ruining the January 6th narrative. Some serious stuff. Uh... Early on Wednesday morning, uh, Maryland officials were alerted that there was a threat to Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. A 26-year-old white man from Simi Valley, California, had come with weapons. They They were able to get to him before he got to Kavanaugh's house. This sort of hurts the whole notion that all the domestic terrorism or political violence is all from the right. It's all the white supremacists. Um, So we were noticing this morning that the networks were a little slow to get on it. Um, MSNBC, though, got on it. And then we were waiting for CNN. CNN came in about an hour behind MSNBC. And it was reporter, Justice Department reporter Whitney Wilde. That is her name, Whitney Wilde. Her bias, in this case, was wild.
1: Very little detail at this point, Kate, other than to say uh, it's an, uh, this man is uh, he's an adult man from California. We don't yet know what the nature of the threat was. We don't know what language the threat was uh, or what kind of weapon this man might have had, uh, if he had one at all, uh, because the information at this point uh, is just so thin.
0: Oh, so Whitney Wilde's going to pretend, oh, the information is so thin... She's basically suggesting we don't know if he had a weapon at all. Meanwhile, on screen, CNN's Chiron says, man with weapon. (laughs) Nice job, Whitney. Uh, An hour before, if they watched any other channels on CNN, and believe you me, they do that. They do try to keep track of what the other ones are doing. You know, if you get off the elevator at the Media Research Center, we have six televisions uh, right off the elevator in the lobby, showing six news channels. Um, and so that's what people do. They watch to see what the other networks are doing. So about an hour before CNN got to this, NBC Justice Department Pete Williams on MSNBC said the man was armed with a gun, a knife, and pepper spray and told authorities he was there to kill the justice. Yes, our Nick Caro was all over this. And, uh, you know, this, this is one of those things where we want to say um, they, they, they should. In a breaking news environment, sometimes you're not always going to get everything right. But you should try to get all the information that you presently have, even if some other news outlet has come up with it first. Uh, it was just weird that Whitney Wilde would be so vague about this. Then when it turns out, you know, when we're going to assess what's going on, uh, that clearly, this is an attack from the left by a man who's upset about the leaked draft opinion from S- Justice Alito. It's actually kind of interesting he didn't go to Justice Alito's house. But the uh, then Whitney Wilde tried to claim both sides, both sides are somehow the threat here.
1: But Kate, this, this certainly contributes to this overall threat landscape we've been talking a lot about. The major concern here with this abortion ruling from federal officials, and they've been sounding the alarm alarm on this for about a month, is that Supreme Court justices will certainly be, you know, potentially targeted by violent extremists who are angered over this pending ruling that is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. This is an extremely passionate issue. There are emotions on both sides. Federal officials have made clear over and over they believe the risk it truly comes from both sides of this abortion debate.
0: You know, a month ago, Whitney Wilde was actually just pushing the far-right half. Alex Christie blogged that. Um, Alex Marquart was the anchor then. He introduced Whitney Wilde by saying, CNN has learned that the U.S. Capitol Police are bracing for large demonstrations that are be, being organized by far-right groups to protest abortion rights. What? You know, obviously, the logic even at that time was, well, we've had this draft opinion that suggests that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. So if the conservatives are going to win, how would it be that the far right would be the violent protesters? That just doesn't seem to make much political sense unless it's sort of like yeah when a team wins the NFL championship or the NBA championship then they trash the neighborhood you know <laughs> that's the only way that would vaguely make any sense you would you would think that the people that would be angry over Roe versus Wade being overturned or partially overturned would be the left that would make sense that is actually sort of what's happening we have seen in recent weeks uh, you know, fire bombings, Molotov cocktails at either crisis pregnancy centers or pro-life lobbying groups. Mercedes Schlapp uh, tweeted this with an arched eyebrow for sure. Three pro-life pregnancy centers in Wisconsin, Oregon and Buffalo have now been firebombed by radical extremists in the last few weeks. I'd ask if the DOJ was interested, but I forgot they only care if it's a parent angry with their school board. Yes, the Justice Department under Biden, they like to say that, oh, it'll be different than under Trump. Trump's attorney general was a partisan tool. Mayor Garland's not doing everything Biden wants him to do or everything that the Democrats expect them to do. Well, then you better pay some attention to what they're actually doing. So the latest here is from Buffalo, from the Buffalo News. A center in Eggertsville operated by an anti-abortion group was quote-unquote firebombed early Tuesday in an apparent act of political violence, officials with the organization said, uh, the Compass Care runs the Crisis Pregnancy Center. They said graffiti scrawled on the building ties the attack to the quote-unquote abortion terrorist group, unquote, Jane's Revenge. Jane Was Here was written on the side of the building at 1230 Eggert Road off Main Street, where several windows were shattered and officers were uh, offices were extensively damaged by flames and smoke. Yeah, I peeked at this on Google map. Not far from the University of Buffalo. And as Scott Whitlock would like you to know, it's near the Grover Cleveland golf course. Yes, Grover Cleveland was the mayor of Buffalo before he was president. Anywho, Jane's Revenge claimed to be behind a fire set last month in an anti-abortion office in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm still reporting from the Buffalo News. But the group has not formally claimed credit for this latest apparent arson authorities say it caused hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damage to the structure and its contents now, this is apparently sort of also amherst new york outside buffalo because amherst supervisor brian j culpa says it is his understanding that an incendiary device of some kind was used to light the fire which town police are investigating as an arson Compass Care, the organization, pointed to the vow from Jane's Revenge to undertake a night of rage, quote-unquote, in response to the decision from the Supreme Court expected later this month that will overturn the Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion in this country. So that's your report from Buffalo. We go back to Madison, was early May, and then in Oregon on May 8th, the headquarters of Oregon Right to Life in Kaiser, Oregon, just north of Salem, the state capital. Oregon Public Broadcasting reported that, according to the police, someone attempted to break a window at the building but failed. They threw two lit Molotov cocktails at the exterior. That caused a small fire, but it did little damage, and no one was in the building at the time. The incident triggered the building alarm, alerting first responders. So no $150,000 in damage there. They couldn't even break a window. This is where you start giggling if you want to be politically incorrect. You throw molotov cocktails like a girl. (laughs) Now I can make that joke because honestly when I was playing baseball as a kid they told me I threw like a girl and that is insulting because you're basically saying you don't throw good which I didn't. Obviously, if you watch women's softball on ESPN, some of them can throw real good. All right, so then there's we have the violent attacks. Then there's the vandalism. Mar- Mary Margaret Olahan of the Daily Wire reported, the Capitol Hill Crisis Pregnancy Center in D.C. Someone dumped red paint on the door, egged the windows, and wrote, Jane says revenge. I mean, this is apparently... A reference to the Janes, which again, we as we've discussed on Newsbusters, um, was this uh, hallowed group of abortionists and abortionist helpers in Chicago in the five years before Roe versus Wade was legalized, legalized abortion nationwide. So, uh, the this DC, the Capitol Hill Crisis Pregnancy Center is just a few blocks from Capitol Hill and the Union Station Metro. Actually, it's sort of uh, at the same corner where the National Journalism Center used to be. NJC now is right across Wheelie Road from us here in Reston. Back when I was a intern with the National Journalism Center in 1987, uh, we were right there on Capitol Hill. So, yeah, I did that walk from the Union Station Metro to this corner quite a bit. Uh, but this is one of those... You know, it's kind of perverse for pro-abort people to paint blood on the door of a pro-life group. The director of the pro-life clinic told Olahan the vandalism makes her incredibly sad in the light of the work they do every day. The clinic director believes the vandalism was done by pro-abortion protesters concerned about the possible overturn of Roe versus Wade. Yes, Jane says revenge sounds like A pro-abortion attack. Then to Asheville, North Carolina. These tweets kind of amused me for their bias. The leftist Asheville Blade tweeted. uh, They had uh, gone to a crisis pregnancy center and uh, painted, if abortions aren't safe, neither are you. Yes, the Blade tweeted, graffiti and busted windows on far right quote-unquote Crisis Pregnancy Center, Mountain Area Pregnancy Services in West Asheville. Asheville. Also, they painted graffiti on one of the walls that said, no forced births. And here's the bias. The blade added, centers like this one are a key part of anti-abortion disinformation and harassment networks. That's right. It's somehow disinformation and harassment To talk anyone out of an abortion. Then the Blade tweeted, Naturally, the Asheville police quickly issued a promise to go after those who did this graffiti. Despite its quote-unquote progressive marketing, APD and Asheville government have consistently catered to the far-right anti-abortion zealots. Yes, try to save a baby and you're a far-right zealot. I mean, it's really kind of funny for journalists, people who are supposed to maintain civility, are basically upset. Oh, of course the cops said they're going to put a stop to vandalism against the far right. It's actually grumbling about that. Well, what if somebody came to the Asheville Blade, wherever your offices were, and vandalized you? I don't think you'd be upset if the cops took it seriously. Then there's what's happening to Catholic churches, which could also be seen as pro-life offices or crisis pregnancy centers in their orientation. LifeSite News noted that Rod Dreher tweeted on June 3 with anonymous sourcing. He he tweeted, informed source colon, Homeland Security has officially notified the bishops, that would be the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, There are credible threats to the safety of Catholic churches, clergy, and bishops if the Supreme Court overturns Roe. Violence has been called for beginning the night such a decision is handed down. You will find, if you look at this, about this trend of vandalism of Catholic churches, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, when you look this up, says at least 139 incidents have occurred across 35 states and the District of Columbia since May 2020. Incidents include arson, statues either beheaded, limbs cut, smashed, and painted, gravestones defaced with swastikas, an anti-Catholic language and American flags next to them burned, and other destruction and vandalism. Yeah, in fact, they have they have made sort of a monthly list of these incidents. I'm just going to give you a sense of what's been going on in May. Their list would include the the failed attack, the failed Molotov attack in Kaiser, Oregon. But let's go through uh, a little list here to see what's happening in Catholic churches in the United States. Now, try to imagine as you listen to this list, if we had a list of almost daily vandalism in American mosques. Do we think this would be a story? Because I can tell you, this has not been a story. May 4, pro-abortion messages spray-painted on the front doors of Sacred Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Boulder, Colorado. May 7, pro-abortion messages spray-painted on front doors, glass panels broken at St. John the Twenty-third Catholic Church, Fort Collins, Colorado. May 8, pro-abortion messages spray-painted on a door and a sign at the Loretto House in Denton, Texas in the Dallas area. May 9, theft of tabernacle, containing the body and blood of Jesus Christ, St. Bartholomew the Apostle, Catholic Church, Katy, Texas. That's the Houston area. Now, if you're not a Catholic, you don't understand how this would be especially offensive, because when the priest speaks the words over the uh, communion uh, wafers, it becomes the body and blood of Jesus. Then it goes in the tabernacle, so, when you steal the tabernacle, Catholics believe you're basically stealing the body and blood of Jesus. And obviously, the people who th- thief, thievery the tabernacle, the people who steal the tabernacle, know it's an offense, that it offends the faithful. Uh, May 9, pro abortion messages painted on front doors of Holy Rosary Catholic Church, Houston, still in Houston. May 17, statues of Lucia Dos Santos and Jacinta Marto, two of the children who witnessed the apparitions of Mary and Our Lady of Fatima. The statues were smashed and decapitated at Our Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church, New York, New York. May 19, pro-abortion messages spray painted on front doors of church building, Notre Dame de Lourdes, Swarthmore, Pennsylvania. May 22, Pro-abortion messages spray-painted on church buildings, St. Michael's Catholic Church, Olympia, Washington. And here we go again, May 29, tabernacle stolen, Holy Eucharist thrown on floor, statues of angels on the altar decapitated and destroyed, St. Augustine Catholic Church in Brooklyn. Yes, notice in a lot of these cases, they're happening in urban areas, in Dallas, you know, Boulder, Colorado, that's a blue city. Houston, New York, New York, Olympia, Washington. You know, these aren't happening so much in the small towns. But, you know, you underline all of this to say there's a whole th- threat here of vandalism and violence that the news media doesn't care about because they would rather tell you about, well, all the domestic terrorism in the United States occurs on the far right and the white supremacists. So we end up with tweets like this leading into January 6th. Kurt Bardella, formerly of Breitbart, now a star on the Joy Reid show, which tells you he's super cuckoo. Yes, Kurt tweets, Dear media overlords, it is not partisan to use adjectives like dangerous, radical, extreme, liars, wrong, violent, racists to describe leaders in the Republican Party. I did like how Mark Hemingway, Heminator, tweeted over this. Yes, it's about time the media started being hard on Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are about to go into a phase here where we're going to basically suggest that it's not just election denying Trump or people the stop the steal people. They basically want to say every leader in the Republican Party and on some level every Republican is guilty of you know this some sort of insurrection, some sort of uh, coup, or you know, on January six, they get upset with you when you would say it was just one day. Molly Hemingway said this on the Ingram angle, and people had a fit. Well, it was just one day. It was a bad day, but it was just one day. It doesn't line up with some of these long running threats that we're looking at here. When a Supreme Court justice has to worry about some guy showing up at his house with a gun and a knife, maybe we shouldn't just be focusing on, well, we're going to somehow try to blame the Republicans and make domestic terrorism our main issue in the midterms. Yeah, not going so well exactly on that. You're going to have to fall back on better issues like inflation. (laughs) So if you want to keep up with how the news media are covering our political situation and our economic fiasco, you got to come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Keep checking us out.